Welcome to Panther Paris, the podcast where we're supposed to talk Panthers hockey, but sometimes we don't. Here are your hosts, Alex Lopez, Jake Langsam, and TJ Peterson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Panther Paris, a Florida Hockey Now podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Langsam. Here with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Alex Lopez and TJ Peterson. And joining us today, a very, very special guest, someone who's probably... uh, more excited to have this conversation than anyone else I can think of. Our good friend, the best PA announcer in the game, Mr. Andrew Imber. Andrew, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for such an amazing intro. <laughs> we finally have a guest that wants to talk Pokemon. Jacob, start us off. Oh, this is when this is the one time that I wasn't going to because we have much more important things to talk about. That's right. Game six, Stars Vegas tonight. <laughs> and game That's... seven of Heat Celtic. I mean, come on. How how could I possibly talk about my my current Pokemon Soul Silver playthrough when there's the Western Conference Finals and uh, the NBA's Eastern Conference Finals going on? So, Andrew, it's 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 long uh been known by this fan base that uh you are a fan of this team and have been for a very very long time uh all those stories about uh announcing uh do, doing the pa work and the play-by-play for uh the sports games uh doing the fau games and all that working your way up, uh getting your shot with the panthers and uh this is what your sixth season now with them i believe eighth. sixth or seventh eighth oh my goodness where does the time go Um, And now here you are getting ready to do your job for the Stanley Cup final. Andrew, what's going through your head? Uh, A lot, I'll tell you. Um, I mean, because most years, you know, we're just watching the Stanley Cup final and you get to see the other announcers introduce not just like the anthem singer, but they'll actually get a whole big like in his sixth season on both teams. And it's just like this giant limelight. And so on a personal level, obviously I'm excited to get a little bit of that. Um, But in terms of the broader picture, um, you know, obviously 1996 was amazing for so many of us, but I mean, I was seven years old. I mean, there's only so much that you can take in at that age. So this is really the first fully cognizant uh, all in moment for me and it's just i mean after we won the eastern conference uh championship i was fortunate enough to be able to just go on the ice and take some pictures and stuff and there was there was one moment where i was kind of teetering on the edge of tears as i was kind of just walking around on the ice i was like the players were just here i'm looking up at the scoreboard it's flashing champs and it's it was a lot in that moment to just kind of take in as part fan part announcer you know, you're a fan and you're an employee and it's just, it's the greatest thing I've seen. And, uh, we've got, we've got one more job to finish. I know you said you almost came close to tears, but tell me it didn't get goosebumps when you got to say your Eastern conference champion, Florida Panthers. I was just trying to stay conscious at that point. I mean, (laughs) the celebration that we had when, when Kachuk scored with a few seconds left was just, I mean, Thank goodness someone had their phone just set up and recording for the entire time because I actually get to savor that moment for the rest of my life now. Um, But coming off of that, it was a whole thing of like, can we do the goal call early? Can we make sure that we're ready to go? Because there were so many moving parts at the same time. You have to allow yourself to take in that moment and then bring it all back into that professional moment and go from just jumping up and down like a little kid to 
okay, we got to get the goal call out before the buzzer goes so that we can jump <laughs> in conference champs announcement. And there were, you know, a couple of announcements that were mandated by the league at that point um, as the trophy came out and stuff like that. So it was a very interesting balance of, uh, of uh, you know, fan versus making sure I'm doing my job. But you want to talk about goosebumps? Yeah, I mean, my skin still hasn't recovered from that. And, you know, the whole <laughs> thing with the review thrown in there anyway, just to make it even a little more complicated oh, for you. Of course. A little bit, but honestly, that extra time wasn't the worst thing for us. That actually no, makes sense. Uh, yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. It's <laughs> like that actually gave you time to like reset. It's like, all right, it, so it, it gave it gave the um, upstairs rep- officials time to get, figure out exactly who had the goal, who had the assist. Was there a second I assist? Mean, we all know who had the goal. Well, yeah, I know, but they have to review it. They have to physically review it and see was did did it touch anyone's stick after Kachuk? Like that's why sometimes these goal calls take so long is because the upstairs officials are like, they can't figure out if there was a second assist or not. So exactly. honestly, there is zero chance that that goal call would have come out if there was no review. And still, sometimes they get it wrong. Sometimes they're like, oh, this guy scored it. Actually, that guy scored it. You know, TJ, Andrew never gets it wrong. Andrew doesn't get it wrong. The refs get it wrong. That's what I'm talking about. Perfect example. It happened in that fourth game. Uh, Tevo Teravainen scored his first for the playoffs and we announced it as Natchez. Um, I wrote it down immediately as 86 because I thought that's what I saw. The off-ice calls over and they say it's 88. And I say, okay, it's 88. And then five minutes later on NHL.com, it says 86. They never called back to confirm or to correct. So we just left it like that. So sometimes it just isn't perfect. But uh, like, like I said, you have to go with what the officials tell you. Yeah, I do remember that because I was like, because I, I was watching the game at yeah. home because unfortunately I had the flu. And, you know, the, the announcers are talking about, you know, Tara Vinings get the goal, you know, his first goal since coming back from injury, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden your announcer comes out of nature. So I'm like, there was no tip on that. Like, what happened? But yeah, you know, the office officials get it wrong sometimes. And me and Jake were watching it together. I'm pretty sure I said to you, like, with Natchez? No, I don't think it was yeah, Natchez. No, we, we did have a conversation of very quick, like, back and forth, like, Natchez. But I thought that was terrifying. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about that one, Chief. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, if something like that happens, I'll probably spend the next few games double-checking. I'll be like, all right, are we sure? Like, I'm going to have my own binoculars out and just make sure we get them all crystal clear now. So I'm, I'm counting on you then, Andrew, to override the NHL's official scoring. Uh if it becomes necessary in the Stanley Cup final, I'm sure that would go over great. Yeah, I might. I mean, for us especially, I mean, we're not taking, we're not pulling any punches for Panther goals. No, of course not. The pop in that stadium after after Kachuk's goal, it was 4.9 seconds left. I, you you have your your wonderful goal call where you let the crowd call it back to you. What? What was that at one singular moment like for you up in the box? On the on the Kachuk goal, honestly, it was more the moment. I feel like the goal call itself was completely like flooded because it was just pandemonium. It was delirium and there was basically no time. And it was so loud. I don't think everyone even heard Panther. So like I made a couple of <laughs> Did I get enough goal? Like, can I say it? Is my microphone on? Like, there were a few moments where I wasn't even sure because it was just utter pandemonium. It really was the moment that I'll always remember is the roof blowing off when the goal happened. Um, that goal call is actually not super memorable just because I had hmm. to rush. I had to rush to the assist. There was no time. I had to make sure it got through before the buzzer hit. Like, it was it was a rushed, super quick, 
just kind of like a, an exclamation point on a moment that had already happened. But the moment that I'll always remember is the goal, the cheering, and then the subsequent cheer when the refs confirmed that it was a good goal. <laughs> yeah, that was, I, I mean, that was just so much fun. I, I wish I could have been there in the, in the, in the stadium hearing, uh, being a part of that with you. Uh, but here you are now preparing for the Stanley cup final. And I mean, this has to be a dream for you. Uh, is, is there any, anything in particular that you're going to be doing differently leading up to games three and four of, uh, of the finals here? I can't think of anything. I mean, at this point, I'm three, I'm almost 350 games in like the routine is set. And honestly, the routine is, is kind of faded a bit. Like when I was in my first four five, six seasons, I was regimented. I would have my three meals. I would, I would squeeze them all in before the game. I would have dinner at like three in the afternoon, an hour after lunch, just so that I felt like I had enough food. I didn't exercise. I didn't do anything on game day. It was just like, no one talked to me. Um, I can't open my mouth for a few hours. Like it was, it was so super regimented. And then all of a sudden as the past few years have kind of come in, I'm like, okay, like I don't need three meals. They have popcorn in the booth if I need it. Like uh, I can get my run in, you know, it's, it's not going to be the end of the world if I sweat and I can't drink a ton of water because obviously you don't want to have to be, uh, going to the bathroom every 10 seconds while you're announcing. Um, but I've kind of relaxed things as it's gone. But in terms of the, the actual finals, I mean, it's just going to be making sure that I'm prepped for whatever they need. Cause I, again, as far as I know, there's going to be this like extra introduction where you yeah. kind of do the starters on mm-hmm. both teams. Uh, I forget if they include like hometown, but I know they have like how many years they've been in the league and stuff like that. So whatever it takes to get that prepared, obviously I will do, but our call times continue to get earlier and earlier. Um, I believe we're due three and a half hours before the games for the Stanley cup. So uh, I will have plenty of time. I can promise you that. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I now have this like mental image of like some montage where like early in Ember's career and he's like, you know, just doing everything and like massaging his throat and like gargling. Is it lemon that you're supposed to gargle to, to help with the throat health? And Not then dumb. now, now he's a veteran. And he's ripping cigs before the game, <laughs> like right before he goes on. You know, takes a shot of vodka and then it's like, all right, guys, let's it, do this. It went from eye of the tiger to kickstart my heart. The great irony. Who <laughs> doesn't drink? right <laughs> yeah i know the nba like for the first home game for each team like they announce the entire lineup and like do that do the nhl do that as well because honestly i can't remember and you know i, I have these memories because the heat are always in the in the nba finals but you know the stanley cup final like i don't ever really need to be there right at the beginning of game one because it's never the panthers until this year finally um is that something that's going to happen as well or are we going to get like all you know 20 skaters plus scratches you know as far as i remember and again things can change and of course my memory can be off but i do remember from what i've watched in previous years it's road team starters home team starters so it should be about six aside okay we're gonna squeeze in a seventh actually it's the stanley cup you gotta you gotta try to get every competitive (laughs) advantage you can and andrew from the fan side of things um because obviously you are well established as a fan of this team. You you've been around longer than TJ or I have, mm-hmm. uh, probably about as long as Alex has. Yeah, literally the same. How, if yeah. he was seven and ninety six, I would seven. Yeah. yeah. How how do you feel as a fan right now? That's I mean that's one of the best parts. Um, I 
I was five years old in 1993 when the team started. Um, my dad and I went to the Miami arena from the beginning. Um, and I know how many fans that are currently here because of 96, it created lifetime diehard fans. And then there was a lot of struggle. There was uh, a long drought. There was a lot of bad luck. Um, you know, we, we tried to get Ovechkin by leap years. Uh, <laughs> best story, best draft story I love, ever. I love that story. Things don't always work out, you know? Uh, so um, as the, as a fan, I'm so excited because I know that right now um, lifetime diehards are being created. And I know there are going to be thousands of extra fans in the building starting next year and in perpetuality because of this run, it's going to create such a great environment and it's going to continue to cement South Florida as a growing hockey bed. More youth are going to get enlisted in the game. Um, it's just going to be so great for the community. I mean, what a great year on the year we held the all-star game. I mean, it's just, this has been a dream come true for South Florida. I know in February, I thought the all-star game was going to be the coolest event I called this year. It literally <laughs> feels like five years ago at this point. It, so much has happened since then. And I was very wrong about that prediction. I can tell you um, because this is just, this has been the greatest run. Um, and it, it also caught everyone off guard because this is mm -hmm. what we were, we were supposed to do this last year. And for yeah. us to go, go through that heartbreak, it was just kind of like, it, I always go back to that quote from my favorite book, The Count of Monte Cristo, where it says, only those who have experienced ultimate despair can truly appreciate ultimate joy. And it was just like one more kick in the teeth. We had to get on top of the world for once during the regular season and then come crashing down again in the playoffs for us to truly appreciate how rare and how special a run like this is. And I mean, not only have we been treated to an incredible run, but we've been treated to six overtime winners. Are you kidding me? I mean, after all these years of just wanting a moment like that to just get them like twice a series is just, it's unbelievable. This is just the greatest time of my life. Now, so that, that, that raises its own very interesting question. You, you've been able to call quite a few of these winners. Um, which one's been your favorite uh, of the overtime winners? Are we including road games? We can include the road games because you've been you've been hosting the uh, the watch parties with Gabby, uh, and you've been you've been making those calls too. <laughs> yes, I would have to say right now, and it's really tough. Um, but taking everything into consideration, I think it was Game Seven against Boston, just because the sheer ecstasy of being on the ropes and being one minute away from your season being over. Like the goal that Montour scored still might be my favorite moment in the entire playoffs, because that was the one mm. where it was like, this is over. We're, we're done in 60 seconds. We're, we're, we're packing it in. We're going, we're, we're calling it a season. I'm, I'm gearing up for October 60 seconds away, basically. And that from Montour just gave everybody life. And I have a picture of that celebration. It actually hasn't been approved yet to share, but I, I <laughs> it, it was me and it was me and Genesis, uh, the DJ celebrating. Mm -hmm. Like I basically tackled him onto the couch and we were just going crazy. And <laughs> the, I mean, Verhegi's in overtime was just, was so sweet, but honestly, like that, it was the tying goal by Montour that I think was the moment of the playoffs because we were just, it was just that close to being over. Yeah. No, TJ, don't, you, so don't give me that told look. So TJ. Do not give me that look. <laughs> I, I was literally like with like two minutes left in the game. I just, I never stop watching the game and start setting up for the pocket. Like Jacob's all about like, I want to be ready in a second. So he'll like migrate over and start getting set up and then go finish the game. Like, Not no, I, that's, we, that's more me too. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Either he way. He's also the do. one who's more confident that we're always going to lose. 
Right. Either way, reverse I never... jinx, baby. Reverse no, 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 jinx. But Jake, I'm sorry, I like you, you either win or lose, or, or like just pre-setting up to, so you know, make sure all your stuff's ready. I never do that. I finish the game and then I go set up for the podcast. I was like, all right, they're not scoring. This is it. It was a fun run. Pulled my iPad over just so I could have the game on. Start setting it up, and I was literally, I had the room open, and I'm just waiting, like waiting for the countdown, and then it's like, oh shit, we scored. And the season was alive. And then I'm like, oh, shut it, shut it down. Went outside to watch the rest of the game. And, and we scored the winner. And I had my new, my, uh, my son Zane in my arms. It was just like, okay, the season continues. And that was like way more expected. The overtime winner, like Kachuk had the breakaway. We had all the momentum. Yeah. So the, the Montour goal just comes at you. Like you, you had no anticipation of happening. I like, enjoyed it of course but my primary emotion was shock like the the enjoyment of of it couldn't really come to the forefront because i was just so shocked by it going in like i guess it's part because like of all the luck involved like all the screens and everything even though they were whipping the puck around on that six on five there was some great movement montour had an awesome chance like five seconds before he scored but like i was i was just like on unbelievably like i couldn't believe it basically but i will say a good um a very close second would be the quadruple overtime game uh for a couple of reasons one just because it's the longest game that i've ever been a part of um but two uh the rat story about how 10 minutes before we scored the game winning goal a real live rat ran by the back room that we were all in at this place and it was just like, oh my goodness, is this a sign? Is this like another incredible? <laughs> you're hearkening back to 1996. A real rat just went by. I cannot believe it. And then we scored. It was just, it was unbelievable. Two in the morning, unreal. It was 1:52 in the morning. Uh, I know because I immediately texted Alex because uh, TJ, TJ, uh, we you were won. watching the game together. We were watching Hancock. Yes, game. Yes, you, we were watching game one because we came home from the watch party. Um, I just remember texting Alex immediately, ready to go because it was. I wanted to make sure he was awake. <laughs> um, yeah, I was yeah, on overnight duty. Andrew, that I was. Night. I was actually going to ask you if uh, if the game one watch party did go all the way to the end. <laughs> it, it did. Yes. It was very, it was interesting. So the reason why I was in this back room and even saw the rat in the first place was because the story is in game five against Toronto, the winning goal actually got spoiled for me. So I was on stage watching the overtime period and our screen was like 20, 30, yeah. 40 seconds behind. And so I noticed about 15 to 20 seconds before the winning goal happened that a camera person snuck around and went right in the face, in the face of the fans. And I was like, okay, something obviously just happened here. And about 15, 20 seconds later, we scored the winning goal. So it kind of ruined it for me in that sense. Obviously, it was still an amazing moment in celebration, but I I didn't want that to happen again. So in game one, the very next time we went to overtime, I said, look, I'm going in the back this time. I don't want to have this. <laughs> I'm going to be watching this live. I want to make sure I see it happen. And of course, it goes to four overtimes. Um, but yeah, I mean, we came out at, at 1.52 a.m. Um, and there were still going nuts um and then about five ten minutes later we were thrown off stage for a, a college rave party that had been pushed back <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ that's how old we are guys that there was a party after the, the game that ended at 2 a.m <laughs> it was supposed to be at like 11 um yeah that, that's the thing that I, I do want to point out to people because tnt 
I, and who has the Stanley Cup final, they're like a good 30, 40 seconds behind live. So if you're like me who have people like uh, Friedman, George Richards, uh, if you have Twitter alerts on from them and they're in the arena, they spoil games. And it's not mm-hmm. intentional. They're just mm-hmm. basically reporting what's going on. So like if you're if it's an overtime game, turn your Twitter mentions off because like it gets spoiled 40 seconds earlier. That happened to me with the Reinhardt goal against Toronto where I'm watching and I, I, I just, and I knew it too. And I just peeked at my phone and I saw a tweet from Freed, tweet from Freed just said, oh, Reinhardt ends it. And I was like, okay, cool. But then it was like 40 <laughs> seconds later. That, that yeah, kind of a bummer. Scared. Right. I, so, I, yeah. I did also think it was funny, Andrew, because you, you tweeted about the rat that you saw uh, in the moment. And I, I just remember thinking, leave it to Panthers fans to be so excited that they saw a rat in the bar that they're all in right now. For the record, <laughs> not at a. This was not in a bar area. This was behind the scenes at a concert hall. So it actually was no <laughs> food or drink. Very much where they actually should be. So I don't want anyone to like give a bad yeah. reputation. Any food places nearby? There's no. I've seen. Food. I've seen ratatouille. Like every. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> and it was a sign. <laughs> it was. Yeah. yeah. I just I, think that... I literally I went back afterwards and I tried to find him. I was like the I rat? was making yeah, I was making cat noises. I was like, come here. Like I was trying to I was gonna adopt this guy. I couldn't find him. Did you have any cheese on you, Andrew? No, unfortunately not. There's your mistake. I know. Is it is it really outside the realm of possibility that at least one of the Panthers has a rat inside their helmet controlling their every move? No, that's absolutely likely. I mean, how do you think Bob went from mediocre goalie to best in the world probably by seeing alex lyon almost steal his job yeah you know that that does happen like once somebody starts playing a little bit better in the net bob levels up a little bit talk about a cat and mouse situation oh hey but um lion thank thank you everyone we'll be we'll be here all week we we literally will be here all week except i'm leaving for new york on thursday so for some reason you idiot (laughs) Because my brother's going there for the summer, so I'm helping move him in. Not a good excuse. Your brother can always go to New York. Panthers TJ making all these going all these now. vacations late in the playoffs, like the Panthers weren't expected to be. Yeah, TJ, I can't <laughs> believe you had to go to your cousin's wedding last weekend. That wasn't me. That was you. Yeah, but I only yeah, missed you, one game to do it. You so. went to Europe. I'm only missing one game. Yeah, but it's game one of the Stanley Cup final. And I'll be and able again, to watch it. I, again, I, I, I didn't miss. I missed what? Game three? Game two? It was game two, two or three. I, all I know is I missed the most important one, game four. That's true. You were but you busy, didn't miss it. You, you got to watch having it. the flu. Yeah, I was literally in the fetal Jerk. position. I watched I watched the Kachuk goal in the fetal position, screamed, and then was We like, all did, just for different reasons. <laughs> right, but like I screamed like that was the only energy I had that entire day. And then I was like, I'm going to die after screaming, not of like excitement of, oh, my God, everything hurts. I remember seeing you like uh, a couple of the tweets and I was like, Alex made it. I'm so happy for Alex that he Alex got to see this. Barely. I barely made it. It was so bad, guys. I did not eat for three days. Like when we did that uh, the thing for uh, WPLG, like that was like my last few hours of feeling good, like literally four hours after we did that. I was in bed and did not get out for three days. So what you're saying is we need to be on TV again for you to feel better. No, it'll make me sick again. I feel yeah, better. Yeah, exactly. You got the causation. Uh, no, I didn't. 
arrows. As soon as direction. Alex was no longer on TV, he got sick. Okay, I see what you're saying. Fair enough, fair enough. Andrew, is there, uh, as as we are recording this, the Western Conference Final has not yet been decided. Uh, Dallas has come back uh, to a 3-2 deficit. Uh, they were on the verge of getting swept as well. Um, is there a, is there a matchup you would prefer going into the final, Andrew? Can I add an addendum to that? Sure. Are you annoyed that it's kind of carried on? Like, what's your personal feeling about that? Uh, my first response is, Jacob, do you see the shirt that I'm wearing? I do. Do you Fair. really think it's a soundbite? I, I more just mean like, what matchup do you think would be more fun? Not like a who would you who would you rather us see because you think we can beat them more easily? Like which matchup is more fun? Uh yeah, do you think names you're looking forward to calling. A, yeah. Uh I don't know how I want to answer this question. I know who I want to play. Um in terms of for winning, you mean? Correct. Which he's uh, not gonna yeah, say don't, on air for which, Yeah, don't say, say on air. Don't say that, yeah. Yeah, but it, things go through your head, of course, just like stylistically and and situationally, and and rest versus you know rust and all that stuff. You know, there's there's so many things to consider. Not going there. Um, let me start with <laughs> TJ. Um, yeah, I mean that that was there was stuff that went into the the thought process on we a couple of us went out and watched the game on uh, Saturday. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there was a part of me that's like, look, let's just wrap this up and let's get this series started on on uh, Wednesday. Um, but obviously, when Dallas took Game Five, it was set in stone um, that the series is going to go till Saturday now. So yeah, there's definitely a part of me that's just like this is kind of torture to wait another week on top of this. Um, but at this point, the only soundbite I'll give is we want seven. That's what I'll say, and then let whoever wins wins at that point, um, and let them come in on two days rest versus us on ten or eleven days rest, whatever it is. Um, we want seven, is what I'll say. Yeah, I think that's the right way to look at it at this point. Um, stylistically, I do think it'd be fun to essentially have the Dale Talon castoffs v, you know, Bill Zito reconstruction from that catastrophic error Stanley Cup final. The storylines just write themselves. I mean, I know Marchessault yeah. was quoted saying like he's over it, but like let's be honest, like it. it um, I'm sorry. Let's be honest. Uh, Vegas isn't where Vegas is without that move. Like gifted two first first line players for a fourth round pick, like. That, that's that's a franchise making trade and you know to face the team that did that a few years later in the cup final like that's a hell of a storyline yeah like narratively speaking i would rather play vegas because the the history between florida and vegas is such that i think it would make for a more fun on ice product not that exactly. i think vegas is the team we would have an easier time with yeah agreed no no i'm i'm, I'm just talking stylistically yeah but at the same time, like Dallas would be so much fun because Jason Robertson is there and the goalie duel between Bob and Otter would be so fun yeah. to watch. And like the, and yeah, Miro, the, oh, Miro too. Yeah. yeah. Joe Pavelski doesn't have a cup. Yeah. Ryan doesn't have a cup. Yeah. Mason March, you know, Mason March. Mason Marchman, yeah. Yeah. Mason Marchman. Of Genny Dadanoff, if he's healthy. Yeah, oh, that's he's not right. Be healthy tonight, I don't think. I forgot that Dadnov was on Dallas. Now, did you did you see the gif on Twitter? Someone's like Jamie Ben coming back to practice today, and it's like Dean Portman from T two, the Mighty Ducks. Oh, I, I no. thought you were talking about the one where it was like, oh, Jamie Ben preparing for Game Six, and it's a guy 
cross-checking a medicine ball repeatedly. (laughs) (laughs) That's excellent. Man, Jamie, Jamie, Ben, if if the stars make it to the Stanley cup, Jamie, Ben might not. I mean, we don't know what he's capable of at this point. We'll find out tonight. Yeah. The return. Oh, he is coming back. Yeah. Two game suspension. Funny to me that, um, that Dallas won the two games that he was suspended for. Well, Jamie Ben's really not that good anymore. It's it's like the same thing with Boston and Patrice Bergeron. Like the, they the were Bruins are up three one in the series. Bergeron comes back and they lose three in a row. I love that his excuse was, "Oh, I fell and my stick oh my hit God, his face." That was so stupid. <laughs> like, dude, we all saw you rear back. Like, you loaded up. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. So from that angle. Vegas is the more fun storyline in my opinion, but it's, it's insane to me that we can sit here and have the conversation of, Hey, who would be more fun to watch the Panthers play against in the Stanley cup final Colorado. Oh, wait, I wish (laughs) at this point, obviously we're taking, you know, whatever comes our way, but I do like the idea of one of these teams on two days rest, as opposed to Vegas coming out on what five days rest. It just seems like a really nice amount of time. So I, I want it to go seven regardless. Yeah, for yeah. Barkov especially because we don't know how healthy he and is. At two. Yeah, loose arm. Like he hasn't practiced though. the The practice lines from today uh, were such that we are expecting him back. Yeah, no, no, they clearly expect him back. But the fact that he has not skated yet, like he clearly needed every single one of those days. And then, like you said, Barkov. Yeah, he played in Game Four and he looked good in Game Four, but. I'm, I'm sure he still needed a couple days. Kachuk was clearly battling something in the Toronto series. So, you know, these 10 days, yeah, the rest versus rust thing in 10 days is a lot to be off. But getting guys healthy for the, the cup final, like, that's a big deal. It's yeah. A, yeah. And and let's not forget, we basically had a week off before Carolina, too, and then we came out and swept. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do worry a little bit for Bob on so much rest because – Bob is the kind of player who, I mean, when he's in a groove, you want to keep him playing. He had a week off before Carolina. And yeah. Did not hurt him. Yeah, at, at this point, like, I'm not saying, you know, well, yes, you trust Bob implicitly, but like, I'm not even going to worry about it. It's just Bob is going to figure it out because he is now the most underpaid goalie in NHL history. <laughs> <laughs> That's our story and we're sticking to it. Yeah, there's definitely not miles and miles of tweet evidence from the three of us saying how bad of a contract Bob was when it of was Of course signed. not. Of course not. I mean, I will say on every episode through the remainder of this postseason that he has been worth his entire contract just for the last five weeks. And I mean, if he lifts the cup, give him $700 million. What do I care? <laughs> I mean, it's not my money, first contracts, of all. So. Contracts don't matter once you win the cup. Yeah. All right, so to Pokemon, Inver, what game have you been playing recently? What the fuck? <laughs> Whiplash, Alex. For and Andrew has probably been playing Tears of the Kingdom like the rest of us. Actually, I don't know, Andrew. You have you had time? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Little little busy. <laughs> what with all this time off, you still haven't? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. A lot of lot of prep. A lot of prep. I mean, it's only the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, what could it cost? Ten dollars. I mean, this is going to sound ridiculous, but I have been playing a little bit of video games, and I actually went back to the uh, the switches super nintendo console and i've been playing like super mario world and and uh super mario kart and all the old school games again and how yeah. come we're not getting those on stream ember because <laughs> no one wants to watch that i disagree i people don't want to watch mario kart 
No, I, I have to disagree with you there. He likes to play along. That's all I found out. I'm actually curious now to see if there's like a streaming market for Mario Kart. Uh, people there... will watch Mario Kart Eight. Yeah, not really, not really Super Nintendo version. <laughs> there's not a way to play that online on the Switch, is there? I played it on an emulator. Yeah, on an emulator, you're definitely not getting it. Yeah, no, I I, I spent all of college and certain classes playing N64 on online. Anyway, this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Tarnowski and Lopez Lawford. <laughs> <laughs> I'd absolutely dominate you guys in Sushi Go Round and Pokemon Stadium. I was the absolute You would not dominate game. me in anything that starts with Pokemon. So don't go. <laughs> sushi Go Round. Bring it. Yeah, right. I said it. Everybody write that down. Yep. It's going to happen. Like we got a, Even though we're in the final, got a long offseason coming up. Uh, shorter than normal, which is going to be super fun. Very short. We're gonna have to pack our normal amount of off-season content into a more condensed time. Uh, yeah, probably be as another teaser. Andrew will be part of one of our more fun off-season content episodes that we're planning. Uh, one that I thought we would have already done by now. Yeah, we would have recorded that by now under normal circumstances. Uh, why don't we tell people about that? So the the uh, the off season content that we are planning with Mister Ember over here as a fellow video game nerd is uh, we will be drafting a starting five plus a goalie of video game characters in hockey. By the way, yes, not like characters, video game characters in hockey. Like we will be building a hockey team using video game characters. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, and those characters base have to play hockey, so they're going to have to hold a stick or find a way to be a hockey player with the abilities that they have. Yes. So all, you... all weapons and powers apply, but so do the rules of hockey. So like Sephiroth's nine foot sword probably isn't going to do him much good. I mean, no. he could use it Marty... as a stick, but you're going to get a lot of slashing penalties. With Marty McSorley be like, I don't, I don't recommend that buddy. <laughs> I, I, I would, I would suggest you don't do that. 1993 Stanley Cup final. Shout out to Canada. Last time you won. It's been 30 years now. Uh, so, Amber, while we have you on, most of these Paris segments over the past few weeks have been primarily about the Heat's playoff run. And Game 7 is tonight. But by the time everybody is listening to this, I'm sure it will have happened. But I don't think that you're going to be on our next episode to give your you know full seven-game series thoughts. So do you have any thoughts that you want to give us about the whole heat playoff run, what's going on right now, just wherever you want to take that go. Yeah. I mean, like, look, I mean, hockey is my sport. Uh, football is a strong number two for me. So basketball is not at the top of my priority list. Um, obviously I have followed um, when we went out on Saturday to watch the Vegas Dallas game. We also watched the, the heat Celtics game. Uh, by the way, what, I've never seen a finish like that. Like you've seen buzzer beaters, but to have a follow-up to a buzzer beater, that gets off the fingertips with one tenth of a second left. I mean, like that just never happens. What a, a wild, fraudulently thing. extra one tenth of a second. <laughs> of course, saw you know saw all the tweets about that. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, I'm not a fan of of Boston sports. I'm definitely you know South Florida born and raised, so I'm rooting for the Heat. I hope they can pull it off tonight. I know they can. If there's a team that can give up the 3-0 to go 3-3 and then just shock everybody on the road. I feel like it's the scrappy eight-seated heat. Um, I've had a lot of fun conversations back and forth with Michael Biamonte, their uh, PA announcer, and we've been both very supportive of each other. He uh, messaged me on Panther games and said, go get it. I messaged him on Heat games and said, go get it. 
um, I think there's very much that, like, let's get it to the city and let's do the craziest double celebration in the history of the world kind of thing. Um, so I'm all about it. I hope the Heat pull it off and then I hope they take it to Denver um, and ride a huge wave of momentum. But yeah, I mean, it's it's an, unen- an unenviable task, right? They have to go from three up to three, three, and then find a way to go on the road and get it done. It's not an easy task, but look, there's a reason why it's never happened before in the sport of, of yeah. basketball. There's, I, I have every belief that he can do it tonight. Has Michael ever asked you, Hey, how come you don't do dos minutos at the Panthers games? <laughs> no, it's always someone else. It's always, <laughs> why don't you want to do Mike, uh, Michael B's dos, um, uh, how dos minutos. Two minutes, yeah. Dose. Two minutes dose. Um, and you know, I always say I don't. I try not to lift material. That's his. <laughs> Let him keep it. Um, let's get our own organic things right. But no, he he's a legend. So I was I was very excited when we started going back and forth a bit. Absolutely, go Heat, baby! It's all. It was always Heat and seven. That's right. Oh, don't listen to anything Alex ever said. Heat and five. <laughs> heat and five in the finals, though. Heat and yeah. five in the finals. Yeah. Yeah. Cats and five too. Cats and five, absolutely. Against whoever they play, neither team is going to be any easier than the other. I have no qualitative preference one way or the other. I'll tell you what: it could be cats and whatever. I don't. It could be cats and <laughs> in any number. Yeah. Just yeah. Me, that's all I care about. Absolutely. Honestly, just because I'm still scarred from '96, I just need one win. L- yep. Let me get one win first, and then It'll- we'll talk about the rest of it. Obviously, well, you can't go. You can't go all this way and not finish the job. But like, give me the one win so we can at least say, "Yeah, we felt what it's like to win a Stanley Cup game." That's what I said to Ian Markle uh, when we were on uh, WPLG that we are now only one win away from this being the most successful season in the history of the franchise. Yep. How about and that? Four wins away from the prize, the one we came here for. So. I'm leaving with something. I don't know about you, but I'm leaving with something. Rate us, uh, rate us five stars on the humongous entertainment store. Uh, <laughs> and be- before we let Andrew go, Andrew, is there anything that you want to plug? Obviously, let everybody know where to follow you on social media and anything else that you got going on that everybody should know uh, about. Yeah. Um, Ember Voice, I-M-B-E-R Voice, uh, on Twitter and Instagram primarily and also on Twitch. Um, I'm sure there'll be some fun little summer projects when we finally do reach the off season. Um, and like I said, you could search Ember Voice wherever. You might find me on MySpace. You might find me on any of these old social medias and uh, Photo Bucket, Tumblr. Who knows, right? I mean, like you got you got to Bucket. It. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And of course, there's one other thing we have to do very quickly. Uh, yeah, we couldn't do we it have, after Game Four, as we have done. Uh, after each round of the playoffs so far, we have to go down the list of the ESPN analysts and their Eastern Conference Finals predictions. We're going to do this uh, rapid-fire fashion. Alex, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Blake Bolden, Hurricanes in five. Wrong. Cassie Campbell, Pascal, Hurricanes in six. Wrong. Ryan S. Clark, Hurricanes in seven. Wrong. Ray Ferraro, Hurricanes in six. Wrong. Emily Kaplan, Hurricanes in seven. Wrong. Peter Lawrence Riddell, Hurricanes in six. Wrong. Vince Massey, Hurricanes in six. Wrong. Victoria Matias, Hurricanes in six. Wrong. Don McDonough, Hurricanes in seven. Wrong. Mike Monaco, Hurricanes in six. Wrong. Kristen Chilton, Hurricanes in six. Wrong. Bob Wischusen, Hurricanes in seven. Wrong. Greg Wyshynski, Hurricanes in seven. Wrong. Everyone else had the Panthers.
Don't worry. I see you, Bucci. I see that you bent the knee and finally picked the Panthers. <laughs> you, you, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ape. You, you did forget someone, Jacob. You Not forgot on the list someone. I was just reading. Not on the list. You're just reading. T.J. Peterson, Hurricanes. Wrong. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I have a lot of uh, appreciation for Bucci. Not only finally picking the Panthers, he actually had the most favorable prediction of Panthers in five. No one else uh, had the Panthers in fewer than six. The damage is done, my friend. It's too late for you, Bucci. We saw no, you it the isn't. first two rounds. Friend of the show, John Bucci Gross, he's welcome back on whenever now that he has predicted the Panthers to win in the series. Of course he is. <laughs> but before before he was still welcome. Because at least we would have appreciated the bickering. True. <laughs> we embrace debate. So uh, all that out of the way, uh, you can hear Andrew Ember's wonderful voice by attending games three and four of the Stanley Cup Finals, six if it's necessary. Andrew, thank you so much for uh, coming on with us today. It was a blast. I could have done two more episodes right now. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see you for the fictional player draft. I'm ready. I cannot wait. Good night, everybody. Go Panthers. <laughs> <laughs>